It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. I'm Aaron Smith, joined by my two co-hosts, the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall, and a guy probably most popular, maybe even more so than being a part of Pardon the Punctuation, but being a part of the Bearcat Brunch, Jeff Howell. What's up, guys? Check your mix sounds great. Thanks, Ed. How's your week been since last week, since it was a crazy seven days? Um, uh. th- this is like the first like coaching search that I've been on this side of it for. And, uh, you were it, with us for West, weren't you? Yeah, but not like, uh, in the trenches. Was, yeah. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun on top of like my regular job, which was off the wall this week. So. <laughs> Well, uh, did you go to soccer tournaments? There's soccer tournaments in the winter. Um, actually, there is a tournament coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, no, we we had soccer on Saturday and then kind of just chilled around the house. Nice, did a little shopping. Aaron has a little one, she uh had her four month checkup today, and we were told that what she had going on yesterday was just uh viral, she'll work through it, and uh. Today was way better than it was yesterday. You she got, got some bit, sleep. A little sleep, yeah. Yeah. Good. Maybe Good. You can walk out on us. Hey, pipe down on that. Who's playing audio? Not me. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. All right. Well, we got a lot to get to tonight. Yeah. Uh, but let's start off with the uh, coaching search as the Cincinnati Bearcats named a new head coach this week. Jesus. That's got to go away. That's got, I, it does. It this has is to the go last away. Week. It's the last it's week, the last week of that one. That one's gone. Thanks, thanks, Deanna. I appreciate the concern. Um, so What's up? Sc- Scott Satterfield was... <laughs> Scott Satterfield was named the... <laughs> New head coach of your Cincinnati Bearcats taking over for the winningest coach in program history, Luke Fickle. What were your initial thoughts, Ed, when you found out about Coach Scott Satterfield coming off of roughly a 500 career at Louisville? Uh, my first thoughts are, who is this guy? Right? We haven't heard from Louisville football since... You know, that guy from Northwest graduated from there. I forget his name all of a sudden. Um, played for the Bengals. Richard, thank you for the donation, and I appreciate the uh, tip of the cap. Yeah, Smith's voice. I get it. Um, oh, I get it now. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm slow, guys. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, first initial uh, thought was, who is this guy? Like I said, we haven't heard of him since. For a while, you know, since the allegations came out, all that kind of stuff at that university, not with him, but at that university, um, then started, you know, waiting for Chad's Chad's tweet to come out about it to make it official um, and then started looking up some information. I mean, winning seasons, you know, I'm still I'm still kind of up in the air about it. Uh, how about you? Jeff? Um, to steal to steal the uh, the line that you used. I wasn't, I don't know. It it was one of those things where like, I felt like we were in a position where we were going to get this like 
like a, a big name, like, you know, the Dion thing went out there. I, I, I don't think any of us, we kind of reiterated it numerous times. Like we didn't think that that was a true possibility. Um, but I thought that we could command like a, a kind of a household name maybe with where we were at and what had gone on here. Um, so when I saw the name and you know, I was like, I, same thing as that. Like I, I honestly didn't really like, it didn't move me. I didn't know who he was like, but I also didn't know who like Wes Miller was when that happened. Um, we kind of, as this kept dragging on, it felt like, even though it was just a week long search and you look at a place like Colorado that has not, or like Wisconsin, those places, has been without a coach for weeks, months. And that's how long their coaching searches went on. Right. And this happened in, in a week. Um, so, you know, out of left field, uh, John Cunningham style, uh, you know, the dude locks down in a bunker and it seems like it's him and, you know, probably his you know, couple trusted advisors and somebody bring him snacks. Well, I have, uh, I've come around a little bit and I, I don't, don't want anybody to think I'm just being a University of Cincinnati bootlicker or anything like that. Um, but I've, I've come around a little bit. I was not initially thrilled with the hire. Um, as UCF Superfan says that we need to stop being so negative. Um, but reality is... I got something to say about that. Satterfield is our guy until he isn't our guy. And sitting here and just kind of mulling over what might have been or just kind of, you know, what? I'm saying timeout to, to super fan over here. Well, he's Th- saying he's, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't my, my current thoughts. I that don't know if my... he's necessarily even talking about just us. Okay. Bearcat nation in general. Right. He gets um, fair. That's fair. But uh, I did want to re- real quick shout out um, before I finish up that rant. Um, Connor Cole, thank you for the donation. Five dollars. Uh, what's our realistic record next year? We got to see what the schedule the, is. The staff is put together, <laughs> the roster that is put together, yeah, and yeah. the um, players that is the roster. Um, and, and oh. the schedule to you said roster, I thought coaches all of a sudden that would be staff. Uh, yeah, also, thank you to JA Strong 513. Uh, we, we appreciate the love and T Win. <laughs> Fred's face lotion for that million dollar smile. You did, you did chop off the beard, bud. Yeah, that was a that was kind of a that was kind of a stress shave um, on Sunday night. All right, very good. I was worrying about the coaching job. I went upstairs to wash my to brush my teeth and everything, and I looked over and I was like, "Man, is that a bald patch?" I was like, "Screw it, shave it off." Well, I do want to continue on about the coach. Like I said, he is our guy, sleep in our guy, and. I found out a nice little nugget about him today and we'll get to that, but I want to talk about his presser first. Ed, I know you said you watched the presser. I'm sure that also includes maybe Chad's interview as well, but do you have any no. overall thoughts on, on, I'm not going to ask you to break it down or anything, but what were your thoughts after watching both the presser and, and Chad's exclusive interview? It wasn't so exclusive because it also included Justin Williams. Yeah. From the Athletic. Yeah. Cause Justin made sure it was not exclusive. Um, you know, I, to kind of go back to UC Superfans, um, well, I'll, I'll come back to that in just a second. Um, I was excited that they automatically handed him a visor. I think I think visors are going to become very popular here in Cincinnati, hopefully pretty soon. 
Better than bucket hats. Better than bucket hats, although my skyline ones are right over there. Can't wear visors backwards. uh, Chad proved that the other day. Uh, I feel like I can. Um, My initial, I mean, the presser, I thought he came out very well. I think the video came out before he actually came out in the presser of him talking to the players and, uh, you know, in the locker room. I thought he handled that well. I thought he handled his presser very well. I thought he answered some of the questions very well, um, which kind of brings me back to super fans point that he had, uh, you know, they treated him like crap at U of L. And I think we saw that in the presser, the, that apparently that, that guy who drove up from Louisville two hours to try to get him to trash his old school multiple times. Um, I, I, I didn't think about that until later today. Uh, so two super fans, you know, to his comment, you're right. They did kind of treat him like crap over there. Um, but, you know, Chad's he inherited, with him. He inherited he, a terrible situation from Bobby Petrino yes. round two. Yes. Um, obviously, you know, everything going on with Bobby Petrino and his neck brace and motorcycle accident with his girlfriend on the back. I mean, the, slash the, maybe not girlfriend. Who knows? <laughs> slash employee. Slash whatever. Um, I but, don't know. The, the whole thing was a shit show, a giant shit show. So before I watched Chad's interview, um, not exclusive interview, um, I did go to soccer practice and spoke to uh, one of the dads there. He was a big U of L fan. Um, he's like, thank you for taking him. Um, he was on his way out the door, which had me a little concerned. I don't know, whatever. Had me a little concerned um, because I had been hearing that, you know, on Twitter as well. Um, but then I went back and watched Chad's presser or Chad's interview with him, and I, I thought he answered the questions correctly. I mean, I thought he kind of he gave me a little bit of hope that he's he's here to to help us uh, into the Big Twelve. Um, he's he's here to you know put together a good strong program. So let's see what he can do. I'm, I'm, I, I will support him until he gives me a reason not to. Jeffrey, your thoughts on the presser and the uh, interview. So my biggest takeaway from the entire thing, and it's something that I mentioned um, between us, it, he is, he, he comes off very much like, like a football coach with the coach speak, and I know you guys have hit on that yesterday and on any one of the uh, nightcaps if you want to go listen to those as far as, like, coach speak. But the thing he said that uh, that really kind of started to turn me more towards, like, okay, like, uh, I'm, I'm here for this. I mean, I'm going to give the guy. He is our guy. I tweeted it out, and that tweet has been a banger. Thanks to everybody that's liked it. Uh, he, he <laughs> Twitter viral. Um no, he, he mentioned bringing in, you know, that, that he's here to bring in, he's going to bring in coaches to surround these guys, to lift them up, you know, to help coach them up as men and as players. Uh, and he's got now a seven and a quarter million dollar assistant pool um, that he can go out and, and pick up some, I mean, you could you could get some pretty good assistance with that, that amount of money. Uh, you can use it to draw them here. Um if they're looking at a couple different places, being able to pay them a little more, sometimes we all know money talks. So sure. if, if you're looking at a couple assistants and this guy or this guy, whatever, and you need to be able to pony up a little extra cash, uh, UC has 
basically made that commitment right now, right away. Here's seven and a quarter million dollars last year. From what I could find, um, like OSU's assistant pool last year was seven point six million. So yep. I mean, we're going into the Power Five. You, we, we talked about uh, like John Cunningham. They, they've all talked about being day one ready. That's all part of it. Um, he, it seems to be a guy that understands that where the landscape of college football is headed is embracing the NIL. We've beat that drum now for two years. Um, and it's really come to kind of rear its head here in Cincinnati recently that like, it's not where it needs to be. We've got Cincy rains that's coming around. And I can't Uh, wait for that conversation, which I believe should be happening on the BCJ pod tomorrow. Um, Tomorrow night, eight o'clock, John Cunningham, Brian Fox, both live on the BCJ podcast. Should be to, to talk very about the, interesting. Yeah, to, to talk, talk about, about Cincy Reigns. Yeah. Cincy Reigns and the NIL and all of that. BCJ X Cincy Reigns X UC Athletic Department. Um, so those are all like very positive things. Um, does yeah. he have the chops to do it? I think so. I mean, he, he had a Obviously, the majority of his wins came as the head coach at App State. Um, he mentioned that he followed in the footsteps of Jerry Moore there as the winningest coach at App State. Right. He had success there. Um, obviously, like, I don't really – the Louisville thing, I mean, yeah, he was there. He's – if you want to look at just records, he was average. Um, I, I think that he is going to be able to do what we need to do. He's used to being in a – in a spot where not only is he taken over for somebody that was successful um, and been able to perform, uh, but he also transitioned a team from, I mean, for what it's for lack of a, a lower conference to a bigger conference. He's done that. Uh, yeah. Here he's not part of the beginning part. He is part of the future. Um, so we'll, we'll see, you know, he said he wants to go get the right guys said all the right things uh, on top of, you know, getting me kind of excited about it so said he wants to retain some coaches which is nice uh yeah, yeah. he did he did say he wanted to that, that the door was open and that it was carrie combs decision if he you know wanted to be a part of it or not right. um i know that somewhere on twitter today it was tweeted out that uh that chad said that he was in fact retaining him and he was like already locked down and that is not in fact the case um as far as i know at this point right now the, just right. the door is open if Kerry, and that, I think that is, uh, I mean, if there's an assistant that's here that needs to get like maybe a little extra treatment to get him to stay, it's Kerry comes. Now, as you guys voiced all of, you know, what you like about him thus far, what if I told you that today he had a Zoom call with somewhere around 70 to 75 former Cincinnati Bearcats players? What would your thoughts be on that, Ed? Uh, that's good, right? That's we were we we West did the same thing. What are you laughing at? Just your presentation in all of its glory. You're welcome. Um, that's good. We were excited when West did that, right? Because in the basketball program, we had had some turmoil with with former uh players, you know, with the whole let's hire Nick Van Axel thing and 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 everything like that. Um, so we were excited that he reached out via Zoom and, and to those you know former players, and so I think you know uh, Scott doing the same thing uh, with a, with the football players. I mean, I think that's 
that's the right thing to do. He needs that. He needs that backing of that. Um, you know, of the of those of those alumni, especially if you have you know folks in that Zoom call. And we don't know. We don't know who was in the Zoom call. But if you have folks in that Zoom call, like a Travis Kelsey, like a Jason Kelsey, like you know some of these guys who are in the NFL and who can also help out with that that NIL money, hopefully. So no, I think it's that's the right thing to do. I think it was a good move. Jeff. Surprisingly, Ed hit a lot of uh, very, very solid points there. We were excited when when Wes came in and uh, and did it with the basketball players. Um, I, I think what we heard that the the players that were in this Zoom call today were ranged from like in their sixties all the way to like pretty 20. recent mm-hmm. guys. Um, it, it's important, obviously, to have the buy to have the buy in of of former players and especially like Ed said, like guys that maybe have a little a little bit of reach and can continue to say like, you know, they're proud of being from Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a good place to go. That's where you, you know let, let's be honest, like if you've got guys like Sauce Gardner out there who, you know, carry the torch of Cincinnati in the NFL, um, and they're still able to say, like, yeah, that that's a good spot to go. Right? Because he didn't have this isn't his coaching staff that's here. You know, we don't. We certainly don't want Sauce Gardner saying like, "Nah, uh, you know, go to Wisconsin, like go well, go where my guys that. are." We don't want right. that. No. Uh, so it, it's important, I think, for a coach to come in and and get the buy-in not only from the guys that are here and future players, but also the alumni and the guys that built a program into what it is now. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I think that's a, a huge move uh, on Coach Satterfield's part to, I mean, he's, I mean, get this out of here. Uh, he has been here for all of, not even 48 hours at this point. And in that time span, as he needs to focus on recruiting, putting together a staff and learning where his office is for that matter, like learning, learning campus, what's around on campus and all of that. Um, he, he took time out of his schedule though, to meet with as many players as he could on a zoom call. And I don't know. I, I think that speaks volumes, especially yeah. when you see some of the things that are starting to leak out of uh, Louisville from former players, former players, families, and all of that, which obviously don't paint him in a great light. Uh, but those are going to be the things that creep out and get the most traction. Not, not the, thank you for giving me a scholarship, giving me an opportunity, giving me a chance. And you, you good, Ed? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think that that's important. I mean, to, to Mitchell's point over here in the chat, um, it, what's more important is to understand the culture and keep it the same. And. When we talked about that a bit last night, though. You're not going to be able to keep it quite the same. No, but you can try and maintain some portions of the culture, but it's going to be a whole different staff, a whole different coach, and there's going to be different expectations. So the culture is going to shift. Plain and simple. Well, but you want to keep winning, the winning culture, the right. tough nose, but Clifton, Clifton style tough culture. The same. It's it, it's still important to understand where the program was and where like you can you can see things from the outside i mean he he did make mention that he's you know watched the program from afar um we 
found out, which I didn't know um, until Chad's um, interview, that Satterfield was the runner-up to Luke Fickle. Uh, obviously, that was even under a different, you know, Mike Bone was here. I mean, there was a different group of, of hiring folks. Um, and he landed second on that list. Uh, so he, he's got a, a little bit of an understanding from that, I would assume. Um, and now, now that he's got the, got the, the reins and decided that, Hey, I'm going to come in here. And one of the first things I'm going to do is meet with as many of the alumni guys as I can to try to, I mean, we don't know what the content of the meeting was. No, but I I have heard like, I have heard the temperature was that most guys were somewhere between satisfied. And I, I don't know that, I don't know that I quite got excited, but somewhere between satisfied and happy with the way that the zoom call went. Um, so somewhere in, in that range, the guy hasn't done anything to get excited about at right. this point. If you're a former player, you've seen the heights that this program can get to. So I don't know that you can quite be excited yet, but I think you can be positive. I think you can be eager to see what can happen with this new staff with a new roster and with the changes going on at Nipper. Yeah. I, w- so, I would think that where they're at now, like with, with him coming in, it, it's, it's less a, a like a doom and gloom kind of like, it, look, we, we didn't hire like a, you know, a high school coach from somewhere, you know, we didn't get, you know, end up with like a Mac assistant coach or something. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's not like that. It, it, it's a guy that understands winning and he seems to be coming in here and saying and doing all the right things thus far. I thought it was really important that um, that he addressed. I don't know what that was. Uh, that he addressed uh, not coaching in in the bowl game and not participating in any of the bowl prep uh, and hitting the ground running immediately into. I know he's bringing recruits in this weekend and next weekend to to try to retain some of the recruiting class if he can if they fit right. his style. Um, and then also being able to hit the portal. So, I mean, he made mention that he doesn't like the fact that this bowl game is on the date that it is. It makes it very difficult um, for them to, because what, signing day is the 21st, right? I believe so. I mean, Chad can correct me if I'm wrong. I know he's listening somewhere in the background. But signing day being the 21st, that's four days after this bowl game. So if you put everything into bowl prep and then the bowl game, and then you have a very minimal window, um, that that kind of puts you you're back against a wall, and the things it's, he's doing, he's letting December twenty first. Not only is that signing day, but it's also going to be a critical weekend. You can bring transfer portal guys on official visits. So as your staff gets set up between this weekend, next weekend, and the, the following weekend for transfer portal guys, and for some like you know you don't what people have a misunderstanding, a grave misunderstanding of. Yet there's more than one day to sign. Like the signing day is not the be right. all end all. Right. Um, so he's taking this weekend, next weekend, which will be, it's crazy to think next weekend is the bowl game. The season just fucking ended. Um, next weekend is the bowl game, but that weekend and then the following weekend will be official visit stuff where they're getting guys on campus and, and making their pitch. So, it just makes sense. Like you're wasting a weekend of the future of this program going to Boston and pretending to like, like that's a bad, that's a bad spot for a dude, right? 
And has that has that ever Jack, happened? Jack, I don't know that it ever has. And Jack, you know the layout in Boston? Yeah, they're on the same sideline. Yeah, Louisville here, Cincinnati here, like twenty yards in between them. Like some Gatorade containers, maybe the keg of nails stands on top of a, well, a can pedestal we talk about in between that? them. Jeff, did you did you watch the interview that Chad did with with yes. with Scott? How about that? They disrespect the keg and nails like that by just leaving it, letting like an equipment manager no, take they, it home and leave. Somebody took it like nobody's playing for the keg of nails anymore. Yeah, the but equipment did, manager had it at his house. You put that in a trophy case for what? You're not playing UC anymore. Do you we have the River City rivalry trophy trophy in the trophy case? Do we? No. Well, we should. Who do I need to talk to? That thing's like a thousand pounds. That's like the victory bell. It's like a thousand pounds. Can I purchase it? Probably not because they play the next two years, Ed. When it's over, can I purchase it? If UC comes home with it, maybe. All right. Maybe you could go be an equipment manager, Ed. That thing is also the River City Rivalry Trophy. It's like seven feet tall. It's huge. Ooh, don't know where I'm going to put that, actually. It, it might be not sweet. be seven, but it's 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 a big trophy. I'm just thinking how sweet that would be in the background when I'm on a Zoom call for work. Remember that just time you bought there? a concessions roof? Can yeah, I tell well, you about that? No, no. not right now. Save not that right for now. lightning We're, round. You, yeah, you I, can talk about it lightning round. Oh, no, I wanted to ask Chad a question just to make sure that I was not leaving uh, some things out. But uh, as, far as, as far as coaches that are confirmed coming from Louisville, we've got Pete Thomas, the quarterback's coach, and – Brian Brown, the defensive coordinator? Correct. And that's all that's confirmed at this point, right? Yeah, so far. Okay. Um, you do have, like, uh, their, their offensive coordinators in the mix for the Western. Yes, it was in the trophy case, but they don't play Pitt. And like, it, it hasn't been in the trophy case for a while. Um, they uh, The offensive coordinators in the mix for the Western Michigan job. So, uh, Jeff Thomas, I think is his name. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um I think there's another one or two guys that are potential to join him. But, Jeff, you also are working with a a much larger assistant pool than he had at yes. Louisville. So maybe you take some swings. Because his his strength and conditioning coach left and went to Arkansas. To Arkansas. Yeah. So he's so looking he, for a strength coach. He needs one of those. And I know he said that that was, a you know, obviously that was uh, a key, key member of his staff that he wanted to uh, – work on, on picking up very soon. Yeah. So. They said they're going to spend a lot of the first week here uh, trying to find the strength and conditioning coach. Is he bringing his recruiting staff? That is in progress. I think that is probably going to depend on who gets hired at Louisville. Well, but um, I mean, Pete Thomas, the, the quarterback coach was, is a, a vital piece to recruiting in California. Correct. Am I wrong on that? You're correct on that, but some of that is Adidas, NIL, okay. web, intertwined. Um, but he does have a presence on the West Coast. Yes. Oh, there's a good question from Connor Cole. Are there any strength and conditioning coaches that come to mind as available or, you know, somebody that you would, you would uh, look I, towards? I don't, I'm, that's like, not a world... I know a lot about outside of uh, our relationship with Brady. So right. I, I don't know the answer to that. Can I, uh, a couple questions that came in here, um, and I'm pretty sure the answer to this, I know um, changing coaches doesn't do anything for the access to, oh, sorry, 
I read that as different. I read that as this doesn't do anything to us being able to train at higher ground. That's exactly no, it doesn't. No, he's talking about our access to higher I, ground I, yeah. because we're there every day and get to report every day. I I got the sense from Satterfield when we spoke to him that things will be pretty similar. Like now, obviously, we're going to have to build trust and build relationships and mm-hmm. do all the things that are required to get that information. But um, I did not get the sense that Satterfield was going to be a guy that locked everything down and like made access difficult for us. So I think we should be okay there. I don't have that that answer like 100%, but I think we'll be okay. I did want to mention somebody no, yeah. in the chat said that up too. Beers went in the no, transfer portal. Uh, he's still planning on going to the Crosstown shootout from everything that I've seen on his Twitter. He still has his commitment video up as his pinned tweet for anybody who actually cares. Um, but and he's also he's also ordered some more Skyline chili suits to give away. So I don't th- find that to be true. Um, that is true. Jeff. He said it. We're not talking I, about that. I didn't head. post anything oh. about any offers today. Maybe Dave did. Dave run again for anybody that doesn't know. There's a lot of people here. Like and subscribe while you're in here. Right. Um, Dave runs the Bearcat Journal Twitter account. I do not run that account. I have way too much stuff on my plate to run multiple Twitter accounts. I'm not also, anything that's anything about recruiting and, and offers and commitments and all of that, you'll find on BearcatJournal.com. Not right. Yeah, make sure you go subscribe. He did, he did tweet out that um, a high, high three-star cornerback, Jay Davis, was offered by UC. He's a, he's a Louisville Which commit. Louisville commit. So it would make sense because Brian Brown is the defensive coordinator. He's also the cornerback the DB, coach. The DB coach, yep. Yeah, so there you go. I'm here for All right. A lot of love for the bucket hat in the chat, by the way, guys. A lot of love for the bucket hat. That's a novelty. Just tell us you don't have one. Yep. Something like that. So uh, speaking of coaches that are coming up with him, um, Brian Brown, the defensive coordinator, and like Chad just said, is the DB's coach. Last year, well, this year, 2022 season, uh, Louisville finished third in turnovers gained, 28. Uh, They averaged 3.58 sacks a game and 12th in tackles for loss uh, per game with 7.2. So I, I think... I hope I'm not totally off on this, but uh, I, I think we'll see the same, like, aggr- and he kind of mentioned it, um, the same aggressive style defense that we're used to uh, kind of goes towards what Aaron was mentioned with, like, that Clifton Tough kind of personality that we like to see across all of our athletics programs. Um, so hopefully we'll, you know, we'll see some more of that, you know, hard-nosed, get after the ball, you know, the takeaways, the things that, you know, we've kind of prided ourselves on, you know, I don't know if they'll still go by by the Black Cats, but uh, maybe they'll come up with some other kind of name for the defense. But we'll still see, hopefully, that same kind of spirit uh, that you know we're used to seeing here. Bearcat twelve, uh, yes, their stadium is on campus, but not like not like it is. It's not uh, in the middle of campus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's off like to the, the side. It's, it's on the outskirts. It's on the outskirts. Yeah. So it's not it's not like it is at Nippert. It's not in the heart of the campus. 
All right. Um, Greg Vito uh, just jumped on. Uh, Coombs is, is certainly a priority. Uh, that was that, that was that was addressed in uh, in Chad's exclusive interview that you can find on this YouTube page. Um, that that was the door is open. He, um, he basically said that like it's up to Combs. Like you know, he he would like to keep him on the staff. Uh, he made that very clear to him. But it's you know, it's up to to Combs. Which I think we can all agree. Which I think we can all agree is very key to recruiting in this area. So, um, so I know you were talking about the defense. Does the aggressiveness that that does get the turnovers, it does get the tackles for losses and that kind of thing, yet gives up big plays? Does that scare you a little bit, or is that just part of like the compliment and why you have to have the high flying offense that? Coach Satterfield also well, likes to run. Well, that and I mean, when you think about it, um, I don't know. It, it does. It, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, though, because like going in the Big Twelve, like they don't. It's not really like a you know a defensive. You, you don't really think a whole lot about defense in the in you know in the Big Twelve. It's well, it, it's a lot of high-powered offense. But we've so, been running a we've been running a three-three-five for years, and this is to also answer Connor Cole's question in the chat here. Um, but we're going to be switching from what I understand to a four-two-five. So, obviously, having four down linemen as opposed to the three we've been used to seeing with a linebacker maybe cheating up, um, it's it's going to it's going to be a whole new look defense going to a four-two-five where you're always throwing four defensive linemen out there um, if. Both uh, both Briggs and obviously Corleone's all in. He's he's made that very clear. <laughs> uh, but but you could have Briggs and Corleone out there, stack in the middle, and I don't care what conference you're in. That's, that's a tall a, task. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is like, if you're gonna run it that way, uh, and we saw it kind of like, obviously they did it a few times. Um, in in the last few years when they needed to against like teams like Navy and and, and, and that kind of thing, um, you you've got to have the you know the backup horses uh, ready to, to swap in and out uh, as that get you know you're when you're running three you don't need nearly as many that you can you know right. swap all the time, um, but obviously that's something that is dealt with through recruiting and who you bring in and, and the way that you're going to run. And and he did mention that he's going to the, you know, evaluate the personnel that he's got and they will, they will operate around the personnel that they have. And that's obviously all you can ask out of a coach. You don't want to force sure. something in, in that isn't going to fit with the guys you've got. Yeah. Don't, don't go square peg round hole. Exactly. Uh, also, I, I saw uh, there was a tweet today from uh, Corey Kiner. Uh, who seemed like he was also it wasn't a tweet. In. It was an Instagram post. And apparently from what I'm seeing, that Instagram post has since been taken down. Was it doctored? I, I don't believe that it was doctored. Um, but I, I think he was answering questions on his. Oh, Instagram. Was, so was it, was it like an Instagram story? So it just went away. Right. Um, but, but he was answering a question and I guess it's been taken down or it went away. One or the other. Um, if it was a story, I think they just go away, but but it, worth, it we, was we, out there. We 
it, it yes i don't know until there's anything worth actually mentioning there um we don't know yeah uh what we do know is uh and chad and i touched on it on the nightcap tonight but uh the transfer portal as it currently stands is we we knew about Luther Richardson, JQ Hardaway entered uh, at the end of November along with Jojo Bermudez. Oh, I didn't know uh, Luther Richardson was in the portal. He's been in the portal since August. Uh, Jake Renfro, uh, December 1st, and then Ryan Coe and Jaquan Shepard have officially entered as of today. Uh, Jaden Thompson also tweeted out that he was going to be entering the transfer portal as well today. So um, we'll see. I mean, some of these guys like that are entering now. It it could very well be that you know they've already had a meeting with with coach and decided that it was you know mutually beneficial to to head other directions. Um, so it is what it is. I mean, it goes down to we know that there's going to be some turnover here. That always happens. I mean, look at look across the country. There's turnover everywhere. Yeah, right? people have regardless if there's a coaching change or not. Dudes there's, are hitting there, the portal. There's already more people in the portal for UCF than for Cincinnati. And they all want to go to Colorado. <laughs> if you believe all those people. If you believe that tweet. Yeah. Hey. Whatever. So you're gonna have that stuff. It obviously he made mention. He seems to understand the the important parts of, of what he's got to get, what he has to take care of. I mean, his job depends on it, right? So he, he's got to get these things, uh, hit, hit the ground running and get into the big 12. You know, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tall task either way. I mean, I think even if you go into the big 12 with Luke fickle, with everybody that was, let's say though, the whole commitment list stayed the same and Luke Fickle's still here and you're going to the, it's still, I don't think anybody was thinking that we were going to go into the Big 12 and roll through everybody and, and win a Big 12 championship right off the rip. I mean, and we, we want to. Kept, everybody wants to do that. That's still even if you kept all your staff and if right, no exactly. one transferred out. And, and there's so many ifs involved with that. I don't want to even play that game. Nope. Uh, again, this is who we got. and yep. He's our guy. He is our guy until he's not. So, um, Visors for life, gang, gang. As always, go Bearcats. Says the guy in a bucket hat. I'll get a visor. Don't worry about that. Huh. I don't, I don't know if there. If anybody asks a question that we didn't get to and you want to fire it back in there, have at it, and we can look at them. Um, oh, Greg Vito is saying, allegedly, allegedly, Jake Renfer is being offered a million dollars by LSU. That's bananas. That's wild. I guess they really wanted to be part of their family. I saw I saw a report today uh, on Twitter that quarterbacks are being offered upwards of five million dollars. Uh, they didn't mention any names in that particular tweet, but I I literally quote tweeted it and said this shit is bananas. B a n a n a s. Aaron, well, imagine I mean, you were actually good at a sport and in college you were offered five million dollars. I'm not good enough at anything to be offered five million dollars. I mean, coach, coach said he said, you know, you got you got some situations out there where quarterbacks are making more than their quarterbacks, coach, and, well, and he thinks it's what? nuts. Come on, that happens in the NFL. 
Like that's uh, not crazy. That's yeah, just the, the way. That's just the way sports work. Like you get paid for your performance, not for telling a guy how to perform. UCF super fan. That's more than a backup NFL quarterback makes it in some situations. It's more than Jordan Palmer made. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of like, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about NIL, how like some places already had the infrastructure in place and now they can bring it out into the open and, and do it without any uh, repercussions. So you know, yeah, there's a lot of ketchup. There's a lot of ketchup that's got to be made. Listen, if you want to help pay a uh, million dollars to Evan Prater, make sure you check out Cincy Reigns on Twitter and, and make that donation. Um, Cameron says, if Combs uh, were to stay, what would his role be? He's currently the uh, DB special teams. If the new DC is also DBs, where would Combs shift to? Maybe Combs stays as DBs and special teams, and the uh, new DC just concentrates solely on DC, DC stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe he stays as a you know the special teams and a you know recruiting and like puts more into recruit. I don't know. Um, I, I just think him being on staff is right. like sign, him, find, sign him to the staff first and then figure out what his role you, is after. You, you you name whatever he. I mean, if I don't even care if you want to call him an associate head coach, whatever you want to do, you just do it and you keep him on staff. The assistant to the regional. Yep. Yeah. Whatever absolutely. You Self-proclaimed best recruiter in the country, whatever. Headwater, at least in, at least in the state, <laughs> right? Um, uh, the state of Cincinnati, for that matter. Um, any other final thoughts before we get out of the Cincinnati football and onto uh, yes, some other topics? Did you guys get a Mick Cronin vibe from his interview with Chad? No, no, not at all. He likes the Mick. He had some Mick Cronin facial expressions going on, like the side smile and stuff like that. He was I not saw sh- it. He was not short. He was not angry. He right, but I'm saying Irish. You, you shave his head and he does that side smile. Maybe he's yeah, Irish. I, don't I guess know. some real Mick Cronin vibes from him. Um, Michael, I do not know. I, I mean, they haven't even put the shovel in the ground yet. But that was brought up that he, he can't wait to get that shovel in the ground. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe the timetable on that is in the next two seasons um but um and and t win i'm not sure what's up with walt um what what does prater do after the bowl game that comes from since he's wad two three four one i think that comes down to i think that comes down to how he performs in the bowl game and whatever conversation he has with with coach i mean he's a he is a dual threat quarterback so you know if if he comes out and shows some crazy improvement over what we saw passing wise uh, two weeks ago, whatever that was, seems like forever ago now. Yeah. Um, if it, I mean, he was recruited by Satterfield to Louisville. So there's some familiarity there. Um, you know, if he thinks he needs to go somewhere else, maybe he does go into the portal, but that, I mean, there may not be anybody to throw the ball to. So far, we've seen right. Josh. We've seen Josh bow out of the bowl game. Uh, he's not going to be playing in the Fenway Bowl. Josh Wiley, um, and we, we haven't heard anything from any of the receivers yet. Uh, outside of Jaden Thompson saying he's entered the transfer portal today, I don't know what the stipulations are. Once you've entered entered the transfer portal, if that makes you ineligible for bowl games, I'd assume that you wouldn't be playing in a bowl game um, if you were in the transfer portal. I think. Um, uh, 
what Chad, Chad brought up um, during the Peach Bowl that Ben Bryant was in the portal and also the backup quarterback. Well, I mean, so I think there's like that has to get you worked out through, you know. Honestly, I'm just I'm just hoping that we have a kicker. Uh, that that's my main concern. A, um, yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's my main concern. Hey, um, you know what? We, we the get from a front house. The carry comes triple option is going to be alive and well. We're going for it on fourth down. We're not. Well, I guess we still have our punter. So we're 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 doing it all up triple option style. But Louisville will never expect it. We'll at least know that Dante Corleone will be on the field. He is all in. And he wants yeah. to remind you every day, hashtag all in. Also, Blue Smith has announced that he will be making his debut, apparently. Even though he had yeah. several catches this season. Uh, maybe yeah. it's his starting debut. I'm not yeah. really sure. I would assume um, that that's what he meant by that. Yeah. But that, to me, says that we're probably going to be missing some other receivers. Um, potentially, yeah. Potentially Tucker, potentially Tyler Scott, um, potentially Jaden. So we'll, we'll see what that means for, for Blue and where he slides up on the uh, – on the depth chart. Uh, maybe he's our, our new second tight end. Who knows? <laughs> God, I hope not. I mean, th- this game is going to be like, I-, I saw somebody say it's going to be like a, you know, your annual Turkey bowl because they're, I mean, there's, there's so many guys that are either in the portal, not, not going to play because they're declaring for the draft. Like, well, I mean, going back to the two side, two, two, both teams on one sideline. Like if you didn't care enough to put this bowl game in a, place where you can actually fit a field formidably and it's the first bowl game of the year too right like i don't i don't know do you think there'll be some hostility between two teams because of this whole coaching thing that maybe putting them on the same sideline might actually backfire there's always going to be like yeah they're playing for a keg of nails the keg of nails is is real i have one right here so uh, how about that way to go uh junior equipment manager ed I took it home. Uh, These yeah. things are expensive, by the way. UC, UCF super fan is right. It, I, I fear that it will be quite the. Uh, Maybe that makes it the Evan Prater show, and we all have our hopes up because there's no one, no one left. Right? They're they're playing nine on nine. Hey, who knows? Hey, yeah, the little seven on seven flag <laughs> football in the snow. Uh, in the middle of uh, Fenway. I mean, for but, but when you get back to it, like that is kind of neat for those guys, like. Fenway is a cool place. Like, it's yeah. It's it, I mean, you walk and that, around. And in when Fenway it when it comes crazy. down to it, when it comes down to it, like this is just something for the players in the coach. Like, if it's not an NY six, it's not the CFP. Like, it's something for the players and the coaches to go. You know, celebrate the season. Obviously, not everybody's going to be there. Whatever. Um, but you know, they they deserve it. They they still had a good season. Like, you know, this this wasn't a you know a two and 10 or, you know, four and eight, like they, they had a good season. So let them go celebrate it. Let them have fun. Uh, they get prizes. I can't um, wait to see what's in their goodie bags. So, yeah. And, and we'll root did, for them. I mean, we're did, still, still, is Chad going to go? Do we know? I don't, uh, know I don't think he, no, he's doing, he if, said, uh, watch if you party. Don't stop, I'm going to, I'm going to take you out of the zoom. If you don't stop it with the arm of your microphone, what happened? It's so loud. Okay. I can't even hear it. So loud. Uh, Playing it like oh, a guitar over there. Wait a minute. Var- Varen Vids says, y'all are going to like Pete Thomas. Are you a, a Louisville faithful? Insider. Are you if a you Louisville are, insider? welcome. 
Welcome I mean, to the... it's, he, it, from what I've read about him, uh, pretty excited. And I know like Chad's mentioned his, his connection with, uh, you know, obviously some of that, maybe most of it was NIL um, <laughs> kind of things, but. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Yeah. So, Varen, since you're a, a Louisville, uh, a Louisville guy, uh, are, are you happy or sad at the departure of Satterfield. Pete Thomas, a hell of a recruiter, according to Varen Vids. Oh. All right, I'll take it. Greg Vito says, that shit is loud as fuck, <laughs> Big Ed. I'm not touching it anymore. I'm sorry. Um, heard of any fans attending the bowl game? I've seen quite a few people say that they're going to go. Um, I mean, I, I'm not like a big cold weather person, so. I would love to go. But I, I think the first time I, ex- I experienced uh, Fenway is a baseball game rather than a football game. I've been. It's. I mean, it's. I mean, you walk in and you can feel the history. It's pretty awesome. Also, there's like a, a bar in the outfield where it one wall opens up and you're in the outfield, like on ground level, which you can only sit at one of the tables right there in the cutout of the wall for. 15 minutes and they rotate you out and you have to spend a certain dollar amount while you're there. Um, otherwise you can't sit there. Um, so Varen Varen says, yes, I assume he's, he's happy he's gone, but he just says it was a bad fit. And that's, that's a fair comment to make. Um, and one where like, you got to kind of, you have to kind of temper some of your reaction of like, Oh, I see like all these little fans don't like, like what you see fans love to see the fact that Luke Fickle, you know, like there have been some crazy things said about Luke Fickle since he left and like got to temper that from. from Oh, he played for the Los Angeles kiss in the arena league. That team was fire. That was an awesome team. I don't know who you're talking about now. Pete Thomas. He played for the Los Angeles kiss in the arena football league in 2016. And, and Todd, Todd brings up the, uh, the same thing that, that we've mentioned before that, yes, there was the Adidas and IL money. Right. Um, that he was able to utilize. Uh, but on top of that, he still had to make connections and, and you know, and get those guys to, because uh, I'm sure that they could have gotten NIL money elsewhere. Um, so he still had to make those connections and get those guys to commit to, to Louisville. Um, Look, I mean, the, the offense at the end of the day should end up in the next two to three years, if not as soon as season. The offense should be sexy. It should be back to what we want to see, what we wanted to see post Desmond Ritter. And and regardless of who's at quarterback, they're going to try to run a sexy style offense again. Um, defense, on the other hand, I think will largely probably take a step back from what we have been accustomed to seeing over the course of the last several seasons. But again, as we go into the Big 12, what does every team do in the Big 12? Flashy offense and, and- a... And just we, enough defense to hold it, hold right. on. So um, we'll we'll see. I, I think they're they're falling in line with the rest of the Big Twelve, and I don't know that I necessarily love that, but at the same time, I'm not losing all hope. And and again, I think right now I'd love to see somewhere in the realm of of six to eight wins in the first season, and I yeah. would consider that a successful season. Um, but we'll see. So, anything else to add, or are we going to go talk some more football of the professional? Uh, I, I do want to hit this question because it just popped up and it looks like a very good one. Who's okay. one player on the current team that you guys think we need to stay? 
I my mine has already been answered and said. I mean, uh, Dante Corleone is my guy, and he's already said he's going to stay. Oh, yeah. I think that's an anchor of that that defensive line and kind of the. I, I think he has a chance to be like that leader that special. Yeah, that that kind of guy, yep. and he's already said that he is like all in. Chad, are you are you still there listening? Okay. Nope. He's on the phone. Um, I was going to see if he wanted to answer that question. I don't want to put him in a, in a spot if he is. Yeah. On the phone. Yeah. And Baron Vids, uh, you're you're more than welcome to watch the show anytime. You seem like a great uh, Louisville fan, and we and we'd love to stay connected with you. Um, for me, I would think uh, Shama Mater is a guy that I'm excited is going to be back, especially with uh, both Josh and and you'd assume Lenny also leaving. Um, that's going to leave a void at tight end. Um, Quincy Burroughs, I hope he sticks around. He was a guy who showed some flash in uh, spring training and, and spring camp um, that I would love to see, uh, even in fall camp, um, would love to see him at receiver as receivers obviously taking a big hit. Um, outside of that, I mean, the offensive line is going to be completely under under repair if some of the seniors who walked are indeed leaving and uh at that point you just hope joe huber is is still here um so we'll see i agree i would love to see jq come back out of the portal um that's yeah, been i don't i don't want to see my him. guy that's been my guy for a long long time he's one of my very favorite personalities on this team um, and the reason he wanted to leave from what we saw on, on Twitter before it was deleted. Um, if you saw it, you know, uh, but we'll see. I think he'd be used potentially differently, uh, under a new staff here. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know about Ivan or Deshaun. I haven't heard anything official or seen anything One way or the out, other. Of, out yeah. of either of them. Uh, I mean, obviously we'd like to have them back. I mean, Ivan is a miniature missile running around the, the field that just hits everybody and blows everything up. So, Well, I mean, I don't know how he would raise his stock any more than being You're right. an, an All-American right. and being the conference defensive player of the year. You're, and, I don't, and highly rated on every yeah. rating scale that is out there alongside of uh, Corleone. So. so, all right. Um do we maybe we save maybe we save the uh, the other football segment until we get through basketball? But maybe Sounds good. maybe run through some UC hoops. I don't know if you're going to hit that noise again or if we're just don't. moving on. Let's just move on. <laughs> no, just move on. Just move on. We won't hit that. We'll, that noise. We'll, we'll work on some new sounds and and maybe. potentially maybe maybe have some better sounds. Uh, but switching gears to Cincinnati basketball, they played a game against Bryant and won handily against Bryant Bulldogs. Um, I really was hoping to see some shenanigans out of Doug Edert, uh, but that was not to be. Um, but they, it, it's also Crosstown Shootout Week, as the shootout against Xavier is on Saturday. So, did you, Ed, I know you at least watched the game once, if not twice. Jeff, I'm, I'm not sure if you got to... Uh... I unfortunately did not get to watch it because my weekend was consumed entirely by work, and that was not good. Huh. I, I did get to pick up some of the, like... I mean, I was following a little bit online, but... 
this is more Ed's space, so I'll let Ed break it. Well, down. Ed, what were your what were your takeaways against Brian, Ed? Well, I mean, at first I thought it was a great game until you know, afterwards I found out that Brian had, was was had some unknown illness. Why am I getting yelled at by Nick? Um, uh, yeah. Because because they they that we didn't hit the the buzzer maybe. Oh, I I didn't do it because of Steven's dog. Um, I thought it was a great game until I read about that. But I mean, besides that, I mean, we saw some guys come off of it. I'm trying to pull up the stats right now. I don't know why I didn't pull this up earlier. Um, I did see that Sage got some, uh, got, got a few Sage minutes. Sage got some time. He set his red shirt on fire. We had six guys in double digits. So to Julius with 14 points, Victor Lockton, just again showing us how much of a beast he is with 16 was, points. Was, was that a slip, or w- did you mean to say locked in? No, I was completely it. meant to say locked in. All right, yeah, he's all he was in locked that, in. Aaron. Yeah, uh, good. Davenport with 14, Skillings with 14, um, Hensley with 10, and Josh Reed with 10. I think uh, I'm really liking the progression of Skillings. I think he's a he's a he had a, a nice double guy. double Ed. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying the progression that we're seeing from the first game, I'm I'm loving it. Both Lock and Skillings had a double double, and Josh Reed was one rebound away from a double double. Also worth mentioning, With I only think, eighteen minutes. The Julius, the Julius was was three assists away from having a fourth double double in that game. Would have been amazing. Um, I thought there was some. Somebody touched on it with the uh, oh, I think it was Chad touched on it with coach today about the technicals. I thought there were some I thought they were bad technicals. I didn't see anything there, but I don't, it was a good game. Justin I, wasn't me. It wasn't okay. My bad, Chad. Um, but I mean I thought, I thought it was a great game altogether. Um, the progression of these guys, I I I just think it's gonna be one of those. I mean, I guess it was good to have a game like this before going into Xavier. But then, I, on the other side, I see a downfall. Like now, now are they now are their heads big? Are they thinking you know they're going to do the same thing against Xavier? Because as we know, records are thrown out the window when we play Xavier. I don't. I don't think this team has a big head at, at all. all. They were humbled slash humiliated in Maui. The only saving grace was that they did not lose to Louisville. Who's still 0 and 8 right now? 0 and um, 9, I think. Oh, did they lose another one? I don't know. Um, They're bad. Bad, uh, bad. I did see that like coach was talking about uh uh Vic and mentioned that last year when he uh when he kind of started to see him play and like practicing like when they first got there, uh I guess he said that um the dollar came into his into his office and was like, um, "Are you seeing kind of the same flashes that I'm seeing with this guy? Because he's going to be good." And, and his progression has started. And he mentioned that like he didn't like to, I guess you know, Vic didn't like to hear that he was a, a freshman, whatever last year that he didn't have, hadn't started making the the transition all the way from playing a different style of basketball where he comes from to to hear um and that's starting to to change and he, you can see that he's starting to get really like I mean, he was also injured like yeah right exactly but his 
I, I see somebody, uh, where was it? Somebody said in the chat, uh, Vito said that Skillings will be the next best player, uh, will be the best player on, on the team next year. And I, I yeah. could see that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could see Skillings doing that. Depends on like, if, if, it depends on if Landers Nolly comes back for another year. Right. You had, I mean, Landers coming back. You, and you've got some dudes coming in. Ravon. Yeah, Ravon. Jizzle. Dog. Jizzle. Dog. No. So, I mean, look. Dog. We're 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 going into into that week where I mean if you listen to, to West today, he said like it's a rivalry, like it's a game that is up there with the best that he's participated in. Yeah. And um if you know anything about him, he's been a, a part of a pretty serious rivalry in North Carolina. Um so that you know, that's high praise. It it's not just a game that's like another one on the schedule kind of thing. Like it, you know, it, it means something and I'm glad that he embraces it as such. What are you saying? And that? yes, I do agree, John, we do need some, like some big bigs. Well, and they have been oh. recruiting yep. Flory Badunga. They have been recruiting Santo. Like they, they're not Sage is here. He's Sage, nine Sage, foot they, tall. Like, they obviously set his red shirt on fire. And the only way that he gets, I'm okay with it. The only way that he gets uh, this year back is if, he gets injured, which you don't want to see that happen to a big. No. So you nope. know what? But use him. Yeah. Why not? Well, Let, let's I, do it. I kind of wish he would have done it in Hawaii for him. I, I said the same thing. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you didn't see Kalu play any minutes in this game. And I I wonder if the staff is seeing what we're all seeing and that when he's on the floor. The flow's not there. This He runs ISO as a big, and it, it's – for a team that has been in their losses, especially struggling to pass the ball, move the ball, get assists. That's not how you want your, your offense to run through ISO through a big who ISO shouldn't be running through. No. So, um, I just don't want to get run out of the gym. I don't want to get ran out of the gym either. I mean, you've seen like, like, uh, What's the guy's name? The center from last year. I, I did this last night too, and I still can't haven't retained his name um, for Xavier. That just started hitting everything. Kunkel. Uh, Kunkel. Kunkel. Nope, not Kunkel. No, it's not Kunkel. It's um... damn it. Hold on, I got you. Nunji. Nunji. What a weird name. Yeah, that guy. Um, but also he came Kunkel. out of nowhere. I mean, we've seen we've seen players come out of nowhere in this series. Um, Obviously, I would like to see our That'd big three. Our guys. I would like it be our, our big three, all double digits with Mike Adams, Woods, and Vic, and Dan, and Josh all chipping in, having you know four to eight each and five rebounds each plus. Uh, so I don't you know. know. I mean, Wes also said it like uh, when he was talking about, uh, I think maybe Josh Reed, and he's like, I told him like rebounds, like be selfish on them. Go get them. Like that's the only thing you can be selfish He's about. On the, like he like, is hesitant. Like like go get them. Like you can get them. You can do that. Like you're good enough for that. Go go get those rebounds and know, get me a lot of them. I know a lot of people have compared him to Gary Clark. Do you think it's because he seems kind of just hesitant, a little shy early on in his career? And just his frame looks awful similar to Gary's as well. 
Um, just, and I, just mean, a- I mean, he's young. Like, he's going to... I, I think that the team, from what I could tell, like like I said, I didn't get to like watch it like really like in depth. But like the the Bryant game, I, I kind of saw as a game where like you know it could be another game where you know we get beat, we lose, whatever. And it didn't seem that way, but the the team seems to play uh, a little bit better with uh, with Reed on the floor. He is a way better shooter than Gary when Gary was here. Gary has since become a very good three point shooter, as we've seen his highlights in the NBA, but I agree, John White. So, so far this year, Nunji has zero points, zero rebounds, Oh no. uh, one rebound and zero assists. Oh no. They've been, they've been saving him, <laughs> saving his juice. Jeff, there are, there are one, two, three, Triple three players on this team. Sean Miller's like, I haven't given him Mike's Michael's special stuff yet. <laughs> yeah. So be there. Bradley Colbert, uh, Bob Nungy or Michael Wolf, who will go off on us. Watch. Man. I guess you could throw Elijah Tucker in there. Um, it's early, but with some development, could see Reed carve out a three and D role in the NBA. Let's not talk about him in the NBA anytime soon. We want him here developing for for some years. Yeah, get out of here with that talk, Jason. Get out of yeah, here. Come on, Jason. <laughs> talking about what he could do against Xavier. <laughs> So uh, this is uh, and win us the game. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's the one. Maybe he's the one going like five of seven from three and having just a game. Yo, if Nolly, I mean, if Nolly has another game like he had uh, against Arizona, like man, let's go, let's do that. We're all blaming Ed when all of them go off on us. Yeah, thanks, we're, Ed. We're all, we're all blaming Ed. Jason. Ed's a closet Xavier fan anyway. We've been over That's this absolutely n- false numerous times. That's, if I can, if I can move it, the camera right now, I would no. He's a Trojan horse, been sent by his brothers. That's an absolutely uh, false statement. So, I'm going to do a TikTok not, of the of the man cave down here and post it so you can see that it's false. I'm not making any predictions on the Xavier game. I just I'm not either. I want him to go, and I just wanted to play play tough, make it a game, and I'm interested knock him in off seeing, their high horse. I'm interested in seeing what Xavier fans. I'm interested in seeing what Wes has to say about a. A crosstown shootout at fifth third, like what what he thinks about the energy. Well, it's um, the first one. It's the first one of fifth third with a with uh, since 2018. Yeah, because Xavier screwed Cincinnati after everything with COVID and refused to level the playing field. I don't. They, I don't they know. made they made Cincinnati eat the COVID year with no fans. Speaking of which, did you see? No, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, Daryl Daryl says Reed is listed as six seven on paper. How tall is he really? I've never seen him in person, so I can't say if that's like close. Um, Chad maybe can uh, chime in and say if six seven is is close to what he is. Uh, I don't know. He, he plays that boys. way. We, we're we're always trying to determine what upperclassman large white man is going to murder us against Xavier. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thrifty. Oh wait a minute, timeout. There are two nunjis on this team. What? There's a there's Jack more than Nungie. one nunji. Yeah, there's Jack, Jack Nunji and a Bob Nunji, and Jack Nunji has 15 points this year. Why oh, did he averages, give these averages kids, 15 why did, points this why, year? Why did these parents give these kids the most generic white guy names in the entire world? Are they brothers? Jack and Bob. I mean, I would Come assume on, so. Come on, man. What, 
or or cousins, first cousins, brothers. They're brothers. How tall is is Reed really, Chad? Says six seven on paper. His brother? No, Reed. No, Reed, Reed, Reed is six seven he, on paper. Is Reed, he Reed Ducharme? The recruit? Josh Reed. Oh, Josh, Josh Reed. Josh. I, I thought like I thought you were talking Xavier. Josh is six seven, a legit six seven, seven foot one wingspan. Oh, Jesus. Crazy. Never yeah. put him on the bench. Just leave him on the court. <laughs> Here's the thing with Josh, and, and from the first time I scouted Josh, and this has come true the minute that, that they put him on the floor at UC, he knows how to play. He knows positioning. He understands offense, defense, how to move, how to cut, how to play. Uh, this is also a kid – I've told this story before. I interviewed him when he was 16 years old. And the first thought when I walked away from the interview was, that's a 16-year-old that's smarter than me. That's not a high bar, granted. But that's a 16-year-old that I walked away from like, that kid is unbelievable, right? Like, that's a kid that has his shit together at 16. I remember me at 16. And it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Train wreck. Train wreck. That's a kid that he is, he wanted to major in geology. So when he took his official visit to UC, they took him into the geology department and everybody worked in the, the, in the ge- geology department, like came out of their offices, like, like he was like a museum. Like Chad Dollar didn't, didn't know anything about the geology department. He didn't know what a geology department was. He, he may not have known where the science department was for that matter. <laughs> this geology, is that the study of rocks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fossils, rocks. Well, there like... you go. Six, 16-year-old Josh Reed was also smarter than 45-year-old Ed. So No, I knew what it was. I was just making sure I was right. I took three geology classes at Wright State. Why? Because I had all of the answers for all of the tests. <laughs> And I didn't go to a single class. I took three Not because class. you like geology. No. <laughs> I had all of the answers to all of the tests. Nice. Josh Reed is, 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 I said it in the summer. I said, Josh Reed is going to be a thousand point scorer at UC. He might not ever be the best player on the team in his time at UC, but he is always, always going to be a guy that contributes, that hits shots, that plays defense, that like that, that just makes smart plays. I love Josh Reed. What's the study of the stars? And it's astrology, astronomy. astronomy. That was my worst class. I hated that class. Uh, huh. Huh. What is Josh Reed shooting from? Uh, looks like. 83% from uh, three. Five of six? Uh, I just looked up the percentage. I mean, that would be either five of six or 10 yeah. of 12. I don't think he's taking 12 oh. yet. Yeah. So there you go, Jonathan. 83.3%. <laughs> Come on. 
considering Ed didn't know the name of his class or, or of the class, I'm not surprised that was his worst. None All of right. us are. Jason. Uh, so it is a shootout Pass. week. Uh, go to Skyline, buy a shootout basketball. They didn't have any. Um, if you want, Ed's we- got a Skyline bucket hat. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. Don't do that. Take that money. Send it on over to Cincy Reigns. All right, moving fair. on. That's fair. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals played Patrick Mahomes this week. Think you say owned Patrick they, Mahomes. But they put on a show. Both uh, teams. Side note, uh, Samaji P. Ryan, uh, maybe he could uh, play basketball because he dribbles full-size humans. Off the ground. He dribbles her head off the ground. I love that it happened to maybe the, the best possible person it could have happened to this past week, and that was uh, Safety Reed. The, the guy just, that, uh, Justin Reed. I, I yeah. want to make sure I get his name right because he has an issue getting other people's names. Number 20. He wears number 20. <laughs> I do love uh, Bengals talk. I'm, I'm, I mean. Hey. And, and it's fun now. I, I lived through the 90s. It's fun now. To do this, um, I know he got hit with an angry run uh, for the second week in a row. Um, but I don't know if he won angry run this week, but uh, I did. Uh, monetization. I mean, it was. Oh, I didn't play fun. audience. I thought we were good. It's it's very fun that that the Cincinnati Bengals clearly have Patrick Mahomes' number, much in the same way that. And it'll be checked again this week, but the Cleveland Browns have Joe Burrow's number. Yeah, and uh, that's a game that's coming up, but let's talk about the excitement from beating the Chiefs yet again. I know that it came at the expense of one Cincinnati Bearcat faithful, Travis Kelsey, who had his heart literally ripped out of his chest when Jermaine Pratt pulled the ball out of his hands. And, uh, like... that play right there, it just it kind of sums up this Bengals team. Like they, they're scrappy. Like they don't care who you are, and they went after him again. And I'm tired of you know Tony Romo on the on the call. And I know I'm bouncing around the game, but like this popped in my head, and I got to say it. Sorry, uh, Tony Romo. Like the so it was the next drive. There was a completed pass to to Travis Kelsey, and he got tackled. And like Jermaine Pratt was again trying to rip the ball out, but. Uh, if you noticed, Kelsey just swept his own feet out and fell down to the ground immediately uh, and then stood up. It was a first down. He stood up and, like, bumped chest with him and pointed, and they're like, oh, you've awakened the beast. And uh, then we didn't really hear from him again. So, you know what, Tony Romo? Pack it in. So, Patrick Mahomes was 16 of 27, 223, one touchdown, sacked twice. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, 25 of 31, 286, two touchdowns, only sacked once. This offensive line is finally clicking, hmm. running running on all cylinders at this point. And I, P. Ryan had 21 carries, 106 yards. Jamar Chase had seven catches, 97 yards. I know people are trying to call him on his offensive P.I. the way that he he runs routes and all of that. I don't know if that's popped up in your Twitter timeline. If they don't throw a flag, it's not P.I. Sorry. And the same can be said for Fair. one of the one of one of my favorite hashtag Bearcats in the NFL, 
Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. If you don't throw a flag, it's not PI. That's just the way it works. Sorry about your luck. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan also had six receptions for 49 yards. So what happens when uh, when when Joe Mixon comes back next week? Do we just interchange him? I mean, fresh legs. Uh, I, maybe you maybe you ease him back in. Yeah. So that P. Ryan no, start bring. P. Ryan's maybe looked better outside of Joe Mixon's one Joe Mixon game. Well, it's funny because I asked you guys last week. I said, "Do we have a problem at running back?" And you guys said, "Absolutely not." Well, we did. Kind of sounds like you're. I don't think changing. that is a problem. That's not a problem to to have. I think it's a problem at all. Well, I meant a good problem at running back, but yeah. Michael says the Bengals are going to go to the Super Bowl. I <laughs> mean. Now, now I finally understand why they they were giving P Ryan so many carries, like where he was getting entire drives. I hadn't seen this side of Samaj P Ryan, not in a Bengals uniform. I love not it. since uh, he was with Washington. Uh, I mean, he. So, like, if if you go back, like, I mean, he, I'm pretty certain he still holds the NCAA record for most rushing yards in a game. Samaj P Ryan. Yeah. And he was on the same Oklahoma team as Joe Mixon. Correct. For I believe the same exact years that Joe Mixon. I don't know if it was all the same years or if they were one year, one year apart. Maybe, I don't know. It's uh, only only a problem for Joe Mixon fantasy owners. <laughs> yeah, Dan me. Ward told me this today. I would have never known this in my entire life if Dan Ward didn't tell me today. Samaje Ryan is the leading rusher in the history of Oklahoma football. Not no, you said single game. Right, yeah. right, the right, history right. of Oklahoma football. Samaje P. Ryan rushed for more yards than anyone else. <laughs> in the hit that he ran for four million yards that game. He did. Uh, it did. That that's always been like the stat that I pull out about him when people want to like say, like, oh, like he he wasn't like uh, like uh, I uh, I don't know if he still does because it's been a couple years since I've looked he at does. it. But like, I looked it up. Okay, so he's he does four hundred twenty-seven yards. Greg, this is going to be the That's... first. This is, this is going to be the, maybe the first game that the Bengals have the opportunity to try and actually flex that they can beat a powerful rusher because the again the offensive line is clicking right now on they, all cylinders. They did they, it against the Steelers that Watt was back and Hayward was still there yeah. in that game coming off the bye, and they held them. Yeah, Watt was coming off of injury, but he played. Yeah. The, the the only he reason, I, yeah, correct. I I I'm still left with a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth, regardless that we won, just in the fact that it was that close of a game against a terrible Pittsburgh Steelers team. But a terrible Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Yeah, that and put up a lot of points. Jason brings up a good point. The Chiefs. No, you're right. You're right. But I'm talking about the Cincinnati offensive line was drastically better in the second Steelers game than they were the first. That's all. That's that's the point I'm making. And, and Jason brings up a good point. The Chiefs were top five in sacks in the NFL, and they, I yeah. mean, they barely touched Joe. Maybe maybe the offense should have kept the defense off the field, Chad. I will cut you. <laughs> <laughs> Long-time listeners understand that one. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, you've already rocked off one day this week. Let's not do that again. Look, I'm, in, I'm in such a better headspace today. <laughs> Aaron can laugh today. Like yesterday, Aaron couldn't laugh. There was nothing I could do to get Aaron no. to laugh yesterday. I, I, I'll tell you it what. Took, 
It literally took four hours for me to get Aaron to laugh yesterday. I don't I don't often break away like this and just go completely off tangent from what we're talking about. But when I was in the doctor's office right before they're doing shots on on my little my little girl, <laughs> and she's just laying there and just cooing and laughing, and I'm like, this is the best mood you've been in all week. <laughs> and it's at the doctor's office where you're about to get shots, and then she cries, and it's like two cries, and then she's done. I'm like, tough girl, love it. it yeah, I've been in a fantastic mood. I was too. I was watching the show last you made night. People uncomfortable uh, last night, Aaron. I think our entire uh, podcast made people. Yeah, I was watching it. I was you watching it with tell. Parker. Seven minutes in, you lost yeah. your mind. I was watching it with Parker, and Parker just goes, "Daddy, did, did Aaron leave?" <laughs> yep. I said yes. Yes, he did. Bud. Circling, <laughs> putting put, putting this train back on the tracks. Uh, Greg Greg Vito brings up that Garrett is a monster and has really crushed us in recent games. It, you, Agreed. I mean, there's no arguing that. Agreed. Um, right. So sure. Absolutely. But I, I do think um, that this offensive line is starting to to, to come together. Deshaun like, looks rusty as shit. Well, of course he's he bad, did. Man, he's he bad. He hasn't played in a year and a half. And like, I don't think I you want to play just... this. I don't think you want to play this. De- he can't be excited about playing this defense this week. Oh, uh, and I, I, hope I, I hate that I can't remember who tweeted it, uh, but somebody tweeted out Hendrickson against Orlando Brown. Um, and I know Hendrickson didn't like get home for much, but he had anything he wanted against. He gets held like, every single play. Yeah, he does. Every but single was, play. I mean, the, the things that he can do out there, like the he was still getting pressure on him and still like getting quarterback hits. Um, he lives in a headlock, Jeff. Yeah. In a headlock. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I so I tried to I tried to go to Cincy Shirts. Well, I did go to Cincy Shirts today to buy it, but they didn't have it in my size. The Karis 316 shirt. Have you guys seen that yet? Uh-oh. So they, they, uh, they did a Ted Karras shirt. It says Karis 316. I explained it to the wife last night and then player the whole king of the ring thing jason um, says uh watson probably hasn't had a massage in 700 days either so that's got to be rough for him yeah it has to be stressful uh self-massages still count uh thrifty walrus thrifty walrus from the top rope is aaron wearing the headband in honor of baker mayfield going to the rams i like okay so do i need to hire this guy thrifty walrus <laughs> Thrifty Wallace also said odds that Travis Kelsey walks out of New Heights that's, podcast this week. When the game was over, I sent a, a text and I said, uh, New Heights should be interesting this you week. Did that. I'm excited for it to, to download tonight. I'm, I'm going to listen to it first thing in the morning. Um, Kim, Kim, Wallace, what's your going rate? What's your going rate? <laughs> you want to drink one liners for you? Slide into Kim. Chad's DMs. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think, I mean, I, I like the way he's been playing. Um, and I, this could have just been nitpicky, but I, I thought he missed quite a few tackles. Um, he almost had a pick when, when I think three when, guys uh, ran into each Bates, other in the middle. When, of the, when Bates shouldered him in the gut and knocked yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Did I you guys like also? See- I mean, I, I like him on the field. I like him play. I, I think he's. There really hasn't good, been a significant really drop off. I mean, without like losing a Wuzier, like I thought. But, I had but, a, it, but it hasn't left us reeling, right? Like no. I was terrified that when Awuzie went down, that this whole season might be over because not having a, a formidable replacement for him, that we would be hurting. And Taylor Britt has has certainly been putting in work. Vito, do we know what what the um, 
what the deal is with Hearst? Did anybody like I? I, meant I thought it was a calf strain. Is this is this Scott Satterfield? Scott, welcome. Saying saying the new heights <laughs> podcast is going to be UC's nil money. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, secret, man. Secret Imagine. Imagine. Uh, for for those listening on the podcast, there's somebody in the chat just named Scott S. So we we, we make jokes. Yeah. Um. I and, and having having Jamar back, even uh, even with his his uh kind of boneheaded uh, uh unsportsmanlike conduct that he had, which I'll allow it in that situation. Oh, I'm 100. I was 100 allowing that when he just I didn't hit the boom. I went to that. Jason, I was here for it. Jason, there are only two situations where I wear visors. Uh, in high school, I wore it. In college, I guess for a little bit. Uh, backwards and to the side in, in college. Yeah, I was that guy. I think I have a picture of you with a visor on from high school. Uh, and Vito, golfing. I'll, I'll wear a visor golfing. Vito says that Hearst is going to be out for a few weeks. That's what it um, sounds like. That sucks. Um, that sucks. He, he He's brought like a, a special kind of energy. Uh, I, I don't think, think that that will uh, fall off locker room wise. Um, obviously on the field, like he does some special things, but you know, we've you got a, a, we got Mitchell Wilcox, and Joe Burrow is more than capable of turning him into a, a great tight end. Do we still have, he did it with Trent Irwin. Do we still have Asi? I don't know. The the tight end that we picked up from the uh, New England Patriots, Asi Asi. Um, but think about this: if we can get to the playoffs without Hayden Hurst, and then you bring him back to make a playoff run. And make sure he's all the way back. All the way. You have to bring him back. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being more serious than they're letting on because I mean, he was pretty quickly like checked and then like helmet removed from and beanie put on. So Mitchell Wilcox and Devin Ossie, 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 yeah, yep. So, but yeah, looks I like mean, Wilcox L. caught. He, Wilcox made a couple catches. Um, he had yep. uh, what did he have? He had one reception. Okay, one reception for 13 yards, but it was a key one. And T. Higgins had three receptions for 35 yards, while not a huge stat line. Um, he he did have the game ceiling catch, uh, where he had absolutely no business catching that ball, and like Burrow had no business putting it in that tight window, um, but he did because that's what he does. And uh, then the touchdown that T had was a uh, a man kind of touchdown. I mean, he, he caught the ball and then drove a few guys into the end zone. So he was a grown man. Um. So huh. I want to I want to run my I, I'm in for Mo tomorrow. Okay. So I, I'm I'm sitting here tonight mapping That's on out fifteen thirty, right? Fifteen thirty, three to six. Is this does this have anything to do with the Bengals? Yes. yes. Oh, this is directly one hundred percent Bengals related. Well, otherwise I was going to move it to the uh, the lightning round. But no, this, no, is, this Bengals. is Bengals. This is, I'm, I'm running my my main Bengals topic by you guys for tomorrow. Proceed. The Bills and the Chiefs. Okay, right now, and, and we're talking about right now in the NFL, like the NFL landscape big picture, the big picture. You expect the Bills and the Chiefs to going into the season. Worst case scenario is those teams win 12 games, right? 
19 games scheduled or eight 17 games scheduled now 18 game 18 week season whatever you're expecting 12 and 5 is the the bottom of the scale for the bills and the chiefs now maybe somebody gets hurt like major or whatever and and they dip a little bit but the start of this season if i had told you over under 11 and a half on bills and chiefs all of us would have taken over, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. In order for the Bengals to be considered that, yes, they had a great run last year. But in order for them to take that next step, they need to be a team that we consider is going to contend for that one seed, the bye, right? They probably screwed the pooch this year, losing those first two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should have beat the Steelers, the Cowboys game. I mean, Bengals Cowboys. That's going to be was, close, but and it was they winnable. Won. Yeah, it was, it was winnable. That's probably going to keep them from that 12, 13, 14 win range, unless they just win out in their next go five crazy. Games. Yeah, but do you think this Browns game tells the tale? Because no. we have seen in the last, like last year, and then into this year. They've had games like, and maybe not the Chiefs, because the Chiefs are kind of the standard bearer right now, but they've had these big wins. And then they've come back a week later and kind of shit the bet. Oh, it's, it's a trap it's, game. It's monumentally, no, I, I, I think it's monumentally important. It's I don't at like home. the trap game thing, Aaron, but I'm talking about just a pattern. Like, right? They've shown a pattern of shitting the bed a little bit. Now they've after won four, a big win like Kansas City. They've won four games in a row That's for fair. the first time in in the, the Zach Taylor era. Era. Yeah. Um but I, I think to your point that the game against the Browns, who are a team that we all expect them to throttle, they need to do it. It's yeah. at home. They've you can't lose that game. You can't. You can't take all the momentum that you've built. I mean, not, going not in the like rest of the schedule still looming. Brady, you were behind on fire lately. Like Chad said, I mean, you're kind of behind the eight ball right yeah, off the Brady. rip because you lose the first two games. You're zero and two. So this Browns game is way more important because of what happened those first two games and the first Browns game where they got embarrassed. And the remaining There's- the remaining schedule is the Buccaneers, the Patriots, the Bills, and the Ravens. You're looking at playoff teams. Tampa's Tampa's winning game. Tom Brady is doing Tom Brady things. They're not playing great, but they're but they're winning. Well, I mean, New Orleans kind of gave Tom that game. But 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 okay, Tom Brady has done that still winning eight hundred times in his career. Tom Brady has won eight hundred games like that in his career, right? Like I don't know. I've never I've never seen a, a guy go out of bounds before first down marker. When he had the first down, and he just went out of bounds before the first down mark. You haven't watched many Patriots games. This is Tom Brady's whole career. Doesn't make sense. It, it, it's who he is, right? Like who he is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they've they've been saying this. Their playoff started after the bye week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's very important to win this game. I think it's very important to win this game convincingly. You also have an opportunity with Lamar Jackson out to take the yeah. Who knows how long he's going to be out? North lead. Yeah. Uh, does anybody? I mean, I, I saw anywhere from like you know 
one week to four weeks for him to be out. Wait and see. Um, but you know, you've got you've got the Browns game, which you you should win. Um, do you want to do that even, real quick? I would I would even say, well, uh, well, we can we already know that you and I took the L this week, and I happily took the L. Aaron took uh took the uh, the dub. What so Aaron's ahead say? two to one. Okay, two one and one. Okay, what what are the uh, the picks for this week? All three of us said a win. You got to. So we can't. I mean, you have to, but we can't take the lead on Aaron. So, boo. <laughs> And then and then and then after the Browns we roll into who we play after the Browns, uh, Bucks, the Bucks. So obviously we we just discussed with uh, you know Tom Brady starting to do his thing there, um, and you then, called it a win and Aaron and I called it a loss. Oh, all right. And then uh, Patriots. What? Then Patriots. The Patriots. Which I think we should win that game, right? All that? three of us said wins. Okay. And Bills. Uh, Buffalo, all three of us said losses. And wins. Uh, Jeff and Ed said wins. Aaron said the loss. I think that was before, yeah. though, the whole Lamar thing. So Sure. Well, it was certainly before this yeah, one. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't really, I don't really <laughs> want to go back and look at what we said at the very beginning of the no. year. So, um, no, we but just yeah, keep we, this sticky note. Your, your, playoffs, your playoffs started right after the bye. So. <laughs> I think going into the keep bye, going. they started. I mean that like winning that game right into the bye was important, and then you got your bye week, got kind of healthy, got things squared away with the way they needed to get them done, and obviously now they've ripped off another three in a row, and Stay you're up. coming up against a Browns team which has kind of had 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 our number, so got to beat the Browns. Look, okay, so here's you the got thing: to. like in that in that record conversation, right? In that record conversation, they're at eight. They got five left. If you beat the Browns, you're at nine. You go two and two, you get 11. Yeah. 11 if will you're get at you. 11, 11 will get you're you. in the playoffs, no questions asked, and you're in a pretty good spot to play a home game your first game. 12 or 13 will clinch you a bye and maybe home field advantage throughout. Right. Right, but that's what I talked about where the Bills and the Chiefs are. They're going to get every year to 12 or 13. I, I I presented this to Dan Horde today about like 11, 12, 13 if, wins. If you beat both the Chiefs and the Bills, though, those are tiebreakers, and those are huge, huge. Yeah, but you got to make sure they're not a or two ahead sure. of you. Sure. you, you got to tie them to get to well, the tiebreakers. For the, first, <laughs> for the first time in maybe our lives, though, the AFC East is – a gauntlet. So I don't know sure. that I don't know that the Bills are necessarily just going to win because they're the best team over in the AFC East. No, it's they're not the Patriots at this point. Where the Patriots just where where the walk right where the where the Dolphins were shit, the Jets were right. shit. Yeah, no, you're right for sure. I mean, the I'm Bills are one about, and two in their division. Yeah, <laughs> right. Case in point. Yeah, perfect. Bengals are one and three in their division. So. Right. There is that. I'm just like I'm just talking about like big picture. If you're going to be one of those dominant teams, you've got to be a 12, 13 win. Sure. And, and like Dan, when I was talking to him about it today, he said, like, in the, in the 17 game thing, now that everybody's dealing with, 11 wins is the new 10. Yeah. You used to have to get to 10 to feel comfortable that, like, you were going to get in and be in a good spot. 
and not be like at the bottom of the food chain having to play three, four road games, right? Like three road games, whatever, by their uh, wild card round, divisional round, conference championship, all on the road. If you get to 11, you're probably going to win your division. You're probably going to play at least a home game. Like at some point on the Jason, way. And then Jason points out the fact that, you know, the Patriots, like their division sucks so bad. They started every year six and oh, basically. Right. Or five and one. Five and one was a bad start. Right. <laughs> if you told them that at the end of the season they were going to be five and one in the division, they would be like, shit. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to present my theory before I go on radio with it tomorrow. Yeah. No, I. I think it's a, a very valid theory. Every get to 11. You have to get to 11. Minimum 11. Race race to 11, and anything on top of that is gravy. And that's that's what elite, that's what the top teams in the NFL team do. There's only really been, in, like in recent memory, one team or one franchise that has snuck in twice and won a Super Bowl. That's Giants, right? Neither of those Giants teams were – they were both nine wins, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they won the Super Bowl just because of their pass rush and Eli was just good enough. But if you're going to consistently be in consideration to win a Super Bowl, 11, 12, 13 wins, home field in the second round, maybe you don't have the buy as the number one, but like you have to be in contention for that. And you've got to think that, I mean, the Bengals are in kind of a unique spot with a, a quarterback uh, that is that's a the other thing. That's a, that's a that's that's a key that's a key component. Obviously, I think everybody knows that. Um, and then they've got the weapons around him. But he showed he showed when his when all of his weapons aren't there that he can just choose Still somebody fine. else. Yep. He'll just pick somebody else and make them his new weapon. Um, and I thought that that was you know obviously very one key without Jamai, right? One without exactly. Jamai, like, one without Joe. Like, He's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, Joe just throws the little check downs to Jamar and then he runs, you know, crazy. It's all Jamar. And obviously, like, you know, we, we knew different and he showed different. So that third down throw to T still, man. Unbelievable. I've watched it a hundred times and I don't, for one, I don't I know how he understand. didn't get sacked. I don't know how he didn't get sacked. I don't know how that guy didn't hit his arm. Um, it I don't looked, know how, how T caught it. It looked, for all intents, like it looked like a busted play. Like nobody really. It, it looked like it was developing so slowly in the backfield, but then when you look downfield, everything is developing very quickly. Uh, and then he threw an absolute seed, and somehow T Higgins caught it. And I like if you watched any of the post game stuff, like when they're interviewing T about, it, he's like, you know, I had, I had like a little bit of, you know, there's a lot of traffic or whatever. And Tyler Boyd came over and was like, you had two steps on him. <laughs> No, you didn't. That's <laughs> not, that was, was not true. <laughs> they were literally the size of the football is right. how much space there was there. It was it pushed. was it was smaller than the Dr. Pepper uh chess pass competition. Chess pass competition. It was smaller than that. I was also super impressed with just the way Joey was running the ball. Like oh, if, with if, the, if the confidence there and he's he's finally figured out how to slide. He's sneaky fast. He's finally he's finally figured out how to slide. He's doing baseball slides, and they they they're not they're still not beautiful, but they are better than what they were even at the beginning of the season. 
Jason brings up another good it, Burrow witchcraft. It, that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like he hit a button and paused the pass rush and like everything around him, like frozen time, except for him throwing a seed. All right. Thank you, Brian. Let's get out of Bengals talk. Let's get into the lightning round. Yeah, you guys do your thing. I got to yep. a radio show. All right, I'm going to take this off then. What? You want? Do you need me for something? No, no, I was going to bring up the CBS report, but that's fine. Put it in the lightning round. That's Bengals talk. I don't worry about it. It's all good. Let's go to the lightning round. Okay. Now you had another point. Do you want to bring up your point? Nope, it's fine. Sounds are back. So quiet. I'll turn it down for Steven Stalk. Ed, you're leading us off. Oh, man. Um, so we talked about it a little bit earlier. I didn't, I didn't see that in there. Um, remember that concession stand sign I bought? Yeah. So yeah. for people who don't know, when they shut down Fifth Third Arena and started for renovations. renovations for renovations, I wanted I, – I collect memorabilia. I wanted something for the basement. And the only thing I was finding was this uh, – UC was selling on their surplus website this this uh, awning that said – um, condiments on it. And I thought it was this little small awning that would put like on the post near the, 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 you know, the concession stands. Um, and I bid like 20 bucks on it. Didn't think anything of it. Two weeks later, I get a notification that I won. And I'm like, Oh, okay. It's like six feet tall. I go to pick it up and it fills up the back of my truck. Like it's there's so no big. way I'm getting this thing in my basement. So it sat in the garage for a good, I don't know, six months and took it. You wanted to make a, a tiki bar out of it. I thought about, yeah, I thought about uh, putting it above the deck in the backyard, like right above the, right above the grill, but I didn't know if it would melt or anything. It was like a vinyl, but anyways, long story short, I sold it like six months later for like $125, made money off of it. I was driving to Cincy shirts today. I was on Clough Pike. I look over. That sign is posted above somebody's like door going into their garage. You saw the the condiment sign. The condiment sign. I was going to take a picture <laughs> of it, but there was a cop behind me, and I didn't want to get pulled over. But there it was. They they post they put it like above an entry door, like a not a garage door, but like an entry door. So it's like an awning going into their garage. So if you're ever on Clough Pike, heading down into Cincinnati, down towards Beachmont, on the left hand side, you'll see it. All right. <laughs> and that's the buzzer. Yeah. Uh, Jim Leonard is apparently no longer going to be under Coach Fickle's staff. It came out uh, as we were doing the podcast tonight. Um, but he says in his uh, official release, after discussions with my family and Coach Fickle, I will remain D.C. through the bowl game, but no longer be a part of the staff after the conclusion of the 2022 season. Hmm. I don't know anything as to where he is going, um, but I find it interesting. I know that that's a name that at least the the fan base has talked about um, being a, a potential fit here. Um, I, obviously, we have the DC taken yeah. care of. Can't see it being a a, a fit here at this point, um, no. but just interesting that he will not be there. Um, He'll probably go to Colorado too. And I just kind of enjoy. Things that don't work out for Fickle at this point. Brent's Fest happened this weekend. And Ellie De La Cruz was there. He 
just looks like a superstar. Not only when he is on the field, but off the field, he just has the look. He has the swag. I know you guys saw the pictures of him on stage. What were your takeaways of him sitting up there? I mean, he looks the part. Yeah. There was a lot. It seemed like a lot of the things I saw out of there, obviously, were like very like future leaning, like you know, prospects. And I, I think a friend of the show, Clay Snowden, um, pointed out that there was like hit one of his favorite parts was the panel for the, you know, the, the, the Reds futures uh, right. guys are in the, in the minors that they had there seemingly because, you know, they didn't have a lot of their regular guys there, I guess. Um, I don't even know who's on the team anymore. So that's my thoughts. All right. Uh, Joey Votto played chess. Um, I we I meant to throw this in last week. <laughs> I, I saw Joey Votto's chess, and I was like, what the hell is he going to talk about? But Joey Votto said spelled different. He said uh, his first over-the-board chess tournament, wish me luck. Um, uh, this, this actually should have been last week's, but I thought it was worth bringing up again. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the red said, good luck King to him in his Instagram comments. And he responded back. I got flattened by a nine-year-old more like pawn. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Let's redo our final stretch predictions. No, you don't want to redo them. No, I re- those are set in stone. I there's been injuries. There's been momentum here. You have to take that into account when you, when you make your final stretch prediction. All right. Well, no, no, Mo, Mo and Dan and, 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 and Terry would never change. Yeah. They're, they do it right before the game. Yeah, that's fair. Actually. Uh, so, so to answer okay. Jason's questions, then, and I don't care if the rest of you do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, no, we're uh, redo- when, we can redo them. We can redo the rest of them on the way out here. You don't have to put them on the post-it, Ed. I don't care. Okay. I'll, remember, I'll remember mine. Put them on the post-it, Ed. You can put, like, version 2.0. All right, hold on. All right, Browns. 2.0. Dub. Dub. Browns. Finn. Ed. Jeff. And Aaron. Bucks. Dub. Dub. Ed, Jeff. I switched it up. And Aaron. Patriots. You're not saying yours, Ed. He's, he's saying them as he's writing. Yeah. Patriots. Win. Dub. Dub. Bills. L. I'm going with an L on that one. Dub. Dub, Aaron. Because they're going to have people sitting out because they think they got the conference. Ed and Jeff. Tricky thought process, Aaron. And Ravens. Dub. L. I'm going. I'm going win. I can't go five. They're not going five and no and then making a Super Bowl run. You got to take the L and then make your Super Bowl run. I didn't. Say, right. but, uh, I gave him an L against. Well, I would have had to. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. It's 2.0 now. All right. All right. Okay. Go ahead. What What do you have next? Ed, you trimmed your beard. Where'd yes. it go? So, like I said, I was up late on Sunday night and, you know, waiting for information to come out about a new head coach and all this kind of stuff. 
and like I'm just kind of going like this the whole time I'm reading stuff, and it just felt like I had a bald patch right, like right here, right. And so I just went ahead and, and shaved it off, restart it. I'm not certain that it's entirely. It's this light. Okay. Yeah, because I when I signed on tonight, I was like, uh, that does look weird. It looks crooked in the in the in the mirror. It's fine. All right, I'll take your um, word for I, it. I've got one after this. I didn't put it on the list, but I've got one. How do you feel about the Dr. Pepper halftime throwing contest being a being a uh, so there's there's a two-parter a sham it's a two-parter uh being a a chess pass contest for one I think they should have to throw it uh in a normal football like passing motion not a you know I don't know whatever that volleyball it's not a I mean it's not a, a basketball chess pass it's not that little like uh, I don't know what that play was that the Bengals ran the little pitch in the middle thing they did like none of that. I don't like it. I think they should have to throw it regularly. Also, did you see the one where they tied in regulation and then they move them like uh, a yard closer, I think, or a half yard closer, and then they do fifteen seconds and they also tied in that and then. The winner was determined the day before on a tiebreaker that was not public to anybody else. I think they should have had to keep going. They they were shamed actually into paying both uh, by Twitter. Really? Yes. Good. Yes. They gave out two one hundred thousand dollars scholarships. Good. That the was, whole thing. Uh, the whole thing was a sham, and they ended up with egg all over their face. That was the best. That was like the best one out there. I mean, those two girls were like going at it. Like tied at the last second well, in one, regulation, one and then, it in. One bounced it in, and it bounced out, and they counted yeah. it. And then, um, then the they tied on the like the literally like the horn went off, and the ball went through, and it tied it. And then the one girl's celebrating, and nobody knows why she's like the winner. Well, and they're like, "Oh, yesterday they did something yesterday, and that that was the tiebreaker." Well, I think that makes Dr. Pepper outside looking in bum of the week. Yep. Okay, well, we haven't the, gotten that far. Well, that's Just where we're out, going to out, right now. Outside, that was that was my transition for you, Ed. We're at an hour and like fifty a minutes. Damn bum, you know that? Bum, a bum. You are a bum. You're a bum, and that's all you'll ever be—a bum. Well, that hurts, man. Bum of the week. Who you got? Uh, somebody has the first one there. Ed, I did put a bum in. I don't I don't know who put NFL in. Not me. Take it out. Go next one. All right, Ed. I didn't put that one in either. Jeff? That's me. I thought Ed was gonna do the uh NFL or whatever. It's uh Tyler Griever. Um for me. The guy that came up from Louisville, from Louisville. to try to bait uh you know, coach into I don't know, saying hateful things about his former employer which i thought he expertly you know <laughs> smacked away and then and Look, then the guy then this the is guy, why we do this segment chad then the guy posts that uh he's uh we're waiting around for a breakout interview and they told us that only cincinnati and media market guys get the breakout interviews why correct why would why would this the sid of any school allow a reporter from their former school one-on-one time as their 
becoming the head coach of Especially a new school. Especially after what? the string of questions you asked in the main press conference. All he was trying to do was to go viral. Yes. That That's it. You're, it was, and it I guess was he did because he's a bum. No, he, no, he didn't. He didn't go. I mean, he went local viral. Like, of course, the Louisville people are going to, like, love that he showed up and, like, was trying to ask. The, Got the, him. Here's, and Jeff, here's one thing I hate. This whole ask the tough questions. Those weren't even like, tough questions. Like they were no, stupid questions. They were stupid. But but Louisville fans, oh, this guy showed up and asked the tough questions that we wanted him ask. Why did you leave Louisville? Because I I wanted a new job. <laughs> like I thought, what do you what do you what do you think you're gonna get him on tape saying that that's gonna make you? This is it was cloud chasing at its finest. Right? Like, this is exactly what cloud chasing is. Yes. You show up at this press conference and try to corner Scott Satterfield into saying the one, and all you need if you're trying to cloud chase is that one, like, like you know, Ed, you do a lot. You like, you do this shit. You've done yeah, it I do a lot me, of cloud like, chasing. Times. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. You do it to me 30 times. Like, you always are cloud chasing me on, like, how? Here's what Chad said it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I'm messing with you, Ed. I'm joking. I was trying to think of a time that I actually did you that. Clipping, right. You clipping stuff I've said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. it out there. Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, that's how you that's yeah. how you do the internet. I'm aware yeah. of that. I'm okay yeah. with that. That's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to get Scott Satterfield to say one sentence that he could clip, go viral, and clout chase. Yeah. And you're absolutely correct. And it then he went they did his live remote from 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 stadium. yeah get the fuck out get get out if i would have known that he was going to do that i would have tackled him <laughs> i would have loved to see the video of chad fighting someone on the 50 yard line at nippert <laughs> stadium i can see it now chad, Justin going, chad, chad, chad probably not a good idea buddy this probably is my idea, chad. We, oh, could have sold, we could have sold rough and rowdy tickets to that oh can we shit. do that we're still live shit. chad this isn't the post game I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I we... forgot to I forgot to post something to that, and I'm going to post it right now. Okay, can we can we do on that on Bearcatjournal.com like, or on your Twitter? No, on Twitter.com. Oh. Can we do that for like NL, NIL money? Can we can we set up a boxing match between you and this guy in the middle okay. of Nippers? Yeah, okay. just collect money for NIL. <laughs> I'll train you. Jesus oh man, I hit the boxing gym again tomorrow. All right, all right. Moving on, next one. Justin Reed, who put that one? Oh, I did. Sorry. Uh, just the fact that Justin Reed came back out on Twitter today and said, or yesterday, was it? And after, said that after he apologized, after he apologized, he came out and said that he was right because he wasn't in the city anymore. He didn't have to worry about getting a Molotov cocktail to the bus if he tried to double down on. Yeah, we locked him up. Tuna in, in, in a can. Tuna in a can. And his head was bounced off the turf. Uh, yeah. All right, moving on. Can. Who's got the last one? I have the very last one because this was just posted four hours ago, and I just saw it. Uh, Louisville Athletics posted a video of them taking the keg of nails out of a trophy case. Yeah, it was at the, no. Come on, it was at that guy's house. Exactly. Why? Like they knew where it was this whole time. Ed, you want to go? You want to? You want to go post what I uh, put on Twitter? 
that's going to wrap it up. That was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. No, 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 no. It's important, Aaron. It's important. Hold on. I got to find it. It's important. Normally, normally I get notifications when you tweet. I just tweeted one, like one second ago. I oh, just hit send. This I did see this. I saw this on uh, on Twitter today as well. You know what that is? That's the, the Big Twelve logo is going to go. The logo is gone. Yeah, the AAC. Lo- the AAC has been washed. Finally, it's it's no longer no a longer part there. of our history. It should look like this. Good riddance. This is what it should look like. <laughs> That's how they should do it, Jeff. Just That's put exactly. that on the field. Yep. I did that way back when we announced we were going to the Big 12. And uh, I have a flag that looks like that. So it'd be cool if that was the logo. I'm sure, there's probably reasons Love why it. they can't. I don't know. but. And that's going to wrap it up. That was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. As always, uh, I'm Aaron Smith for Jeff Howell, for Ed Mayhall, and for Chad Brendel and his pop in appearances. Join us next week, 9.15. We'll see you there. Bye-bye.